From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today on the program, we talk with Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods. Based in Jackson, she and her husband have started a cottage food operation and are bringing healthy baked goods to a farmer's market near you. We'll sit down and talk about how her diet restrictions prompted her to start the business and how she gets great taste without many traditional ingredients. And as always, Deborah has brought something from her kitchen to taste and discuss. We're not taking phone calls this morning, but you can send an email, food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Dining from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Later in the show today, we're going to be joined by Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods. She and her husband are doing some pretty unique things with baked goods that are not only delicious, but are good for you. And we'll get to sample some of her food later in the show. So good morning, Deborah. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Kevin. I am doing absolutely delicious. <laughs> so uh, it's always a treat for me when uh, we, we bring in guests because we kind of get uh, double the food. You always bring in something for us to eat, and usually uh, the folks who we talk to uh, have something to eat as well. So looking forward to sampling uh, some of the foods from Bryant Foods, but as always, you brought in some food for us today as well. So uh, what did you bring us? Well, Kevin, you know, we're getting ready to go into the holidays and you know, preparing for those yummy treats, you know, for the Thanksgiving and Christmas tables. And so since Cooking with Honey and Friends is doing a little catering uh, this holiday season, what, what I brought in today was what I call my dream pound cake. It's uh, really soft on the inside, and it's got this really wonderful crunch on the outside, but it's loaded with pecans and white chocolate chips, and it's got uh, butterscotch and a little butterfinger infused right into the cake uh-huh. and it really does just taste like the holiday yeah i mean again just a, a home run and um you know one thing that i like about pound cake and <clears throat> my sister-in-law makes a great pound cake and it's really that old traditional style of pound cake but when you get that crusty uh, exterior that's just so you know crunchy and crusty uh, that to me again really really makes the cake and and, and the other thing that's interesting i think maybe I've not met one, but I think there are some people out there that don't like pound cake. I can't imagine that, and you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> but it is a little bit of a denser cake than than a, than a sort of a traditional cake. Uh, well, that's why it's called pound cake. <laughs> Hello, people. <laughs> it is a little bit heavier than uh, the traditional cake, you know, because, of course, you've got all these wonderful eggs and butter and flour and stuff that's a little bit heavier than you would if you would just, you know, reduce the amount of eggs and butter and stuff that you're using in the cake. It usually takes a little bit longer to cake uh, cook opposed to, you know, 28 minutes to 30 minutes. You're looking at an hour, sometimes two hours, depending on the particular recipe that you use to cook a pound cake. But I'm really proud of this cake. Uh, we're going to be doing some rum cakes and some red velvet cakes and some cheesecakes because it's the 
holidays, Kevin, and I can't wait. I uh, to me, uh, making a pound cake is a lot of fun too because it's not, <clears throat> you know, again, a, a mix, a, a cake mix is is fun or it's it's tasty, but it's it's kind of easy. It's just mix this together. But with a pound cake, as I remember when I made that one, it's you got to put some of the flour in, then you've got to put some of the liquid in, and some of the you know, and so it really is. It's it's more of a making. It's more of a getting involved in the kitchen uh, than just maybe slapping together something out of a box. Absolutely. It's uh, really putting in a lot of love. And, you know, of course, I have one of those beautiful, you know, mixers, hand mixers that you can use. But I, I literally, whenever I'm cooking any cake, I always use my old spoon, Kevin. It's it's uh, it takes me back to watching my grandmother, and my mother in the kitchen. It's kind of a traditional thing. I have really nice biceps, <laughs> <laughs> so I get my workout and wonderful cake, and then I get to share it with you know people for the holidays. So it's always exciting to make a pound cake and a nice cup of coffee or a scoop of ice cream. It's just always yummy. The uh, uh, um, caramel pound cake is my specialty. And I will, again, say <clears throat> the one tip I learned the last time I did it is the recipe called for softened butter. And I thought, oh, okay, and I pulled the butter out probably a minute or two before I needed it. And it's like that is not enough time to soften butter. And, and putting butter in the microwave and zapping it is not the same as softened butter because it, it, it melts. And they don't want melted. It's just you want it to be a little bit softer so that when you put it in the mixer or mix it by hand as you do, it's easy to manipulate, and to me, that was it was not it was a minor bump in the road, I'll say, but that was something and if i if, if I do it again, I'm going to make sure to get that butter out uh, really as you start thinking about trying to cook the pound cakes to give it time to soften up so it's easier to to work with absolutely one of the things that I would tell anybody take your butter and your eggs and let them get to room temperature and if your butter's at room temperature, it'll be soft enough to fold into your uh, sugar and egg mixture you want to you want to make sure even with those eggs kevin that they're at room temperature they will fluff differently opposed to whether that egg is cold and you're pulling it right out of the refrigerator and it has an effect on how your cake turns out at the end also uh had to use um the confectioner sugar and that uh sifting uh, can be kind of a interesting thing, especially when you get confectioner sugar out because it's so light and airy. It sometimes you, you're in a cloud of sugar or whatever. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of shaking and, and and sifting going on when you're when you're doing that. Absolutely, and um, and even you know, for me with a pound cake, one of the things I want to do is I want to sift my flour. I want to mix my uh, salt and my baking uh, soda in with the flour and sift it out. I want to do the same thing with my sugar. Most people don't do that. They just usually take the sugar and just pour it in. But if you'll take that sugar, even if it's granulated sugar, and run it through the sifter, you'll realize that it has a different effect during the whipping process and how the overall cake turns out at the end. Yeah, I imagine when it it, it make it for a lighter because it's it, even you know as you say even granulated sugar sometimes has a tendency to to clot up and you can get some clumps in there and uh, running it through the sifters you say would get it nice and um, and granulated like it's supposed to be and, <laughs> and make for a for a lighter cake absolutely you know I saw something online today about uh, it was ten do it yourself things to get ready for Thanksgiving and I kind of looked through it and I thought it's a a good idea and, and it's probably nothing that I'll do but I thought for most people it was a good idea my house is is a little bit of a wreck and I'm the only one there so it's probably not the most spotless place you'd be but it were things like 
you know, cleaning out the refrigerator, um, you know, cleaning the the drapes and the the things, making sure that the spare room is cleaned up and that sort of thing. But it's a good idea. You know, most of us have uh, friends over maybe uh, during the holiday season. So uh, maybe start ahead of time and and get things decluttered so that when extra folks and extra food come around, it's not uh, it's not uh, too much of of a mess. Absolutely. Keeping keeping your environment, whether it's a holiday or not, keeping your environment uh, nice and tidy, your refrigerator, you know, just keeping the house clean, period, Kevin, it creates an environment of peace. You know, when you walk in, you know, a lot of us have very strenuous jobs. You've been at work, you know, some 8 to 12 hours a day. You want to walk in and have a really clean house. And one of one of the things that I've learned is to make your bed when you get up. <laughs> it, it's, it's nothing like coming home and that, you know, your bed is nicely made because you rest better, believe it or not, when you've unfolded those covers and come back. But you're right. During the holidays, you want that house to be really sparkly and clean. Well, see, I can't make my bed because that way I wouldn't have a little nest for my cat to lay in because he always manages to find the spot where the covers are pulled back to <laughs> and takes his nap right there in the center of the mattress. <laughs> that cat's got to go, Kevin. <laughs> we need to take a break. You're listening to Deep South Dining. When we get back from the break, we'll talk to our guest, Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today on the show, we're joined by Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods. She and her husband are doing some pretty unique things with baked goods that are not only delicious, but are good for you. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So, Alyssa, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Good morning. <laughs> so uh, you and your husband, but only half the crew here, where, where, where is your husband today? Um, so my husband's also a manager at Nukes uh, Eatery in Flowood. Um, I'm also a student, and anyway, our schedules don't always mash up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so give us uh, some background about Bryant Foods. Um, let's see. We started selling um, for Bryant Foods this summer. I've always um, done baking, or for the last seven years, done baking in a more natural way with simple ingredients, and um, I just wanted to be able to provide something like this, a healthier alternative to sweets, and in a market that there's not a lot of options for that right now. Mm -hmm. So could you tell us exactly what is gluten, because your brand basically deals with gluten-free kinds of products. Exactly Mm -hmm. what is gluten? Okay, so gluten is in wheat, barley, rye, and sometimes it, uh, oats are cross-contaminated with it. Um, I actually can't have grains even, but most people just can't have those few grains. Um, but I can't have grains or starch or sucrose, a lot of different sugary type sweet foods. Um, so I have to eat things like nuts, and I learned how to use nuts as a flour. Um, but, uh, gluten is a problem for a lot of people with food sensitivities. Um, if they have celiac disease, for me, I have inflammatory bowel disease or I've had trouble with it in the past. 
I don't really think that way anymore because as long as I eat a healthy diet, I, my symptoms are controlled. But I actually have Crohn's, and um, it's my understanding that maybe all of us with some sort of um, digestive health issue might do better off so much sugar, um, taking some of that out of our diet. So I guess that's how you got started was that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't have those sorts of things, but you wanted to enjoy the, the sweets and the baked goods like the right. rest of us can. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it sounds like uh, both you and your husband maybe have a little bit of background in, in the food industry. Mm-hmm. So um, my husband, like I said, is a restaurant manager, but he went to culinary arts school at um, the Mississippi University for Women. Right. And I'm just a self-taught chef, baker, um, like I said, uh, inspired by my health to um, do better in the kitchen when it comes to cooking. So can you tell us what kind of foods you actually have at Bryant's Foods? Yeah, so we have waffles, cookies. We just rolled out marshmallows, and those are only made with honey. So the great thing about my stomach is I can have honey. Um, well, you know, I think everything <laughs> goes good with honey. So. I, yes, <laughs> I love my honey. So all of our baked goods are sweetened with honey. Um, but our marshmallows, it's great. You can make up a white marshmallow out of honey. It's it's so easy. Um, so you just mix it with gelatin. But then um, we have, uh, let's see, uh, bread, coconut bread, just made from coconuts. So um, that's, you know, healthy. And you can make that into a sandwich or eat it in the morning with a little syrup or... Um, basically, you, you don't need syrup for these things because they tend to be slightly sweet. Now, you mentioned that you use gelatin. There mm-hmm. is there a, a healthier option to actually using Jello-based products? Because I know, mm-hmm. like a, a lot of people don't know. Do you know what Jello is made out of, Kevin? Um, horse hooves. <laughs> don't tell Yay! people. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, now there are healthier sources for gelatin. Um, I do think any animal products that we use should come from a farmer's market. Um, we, um, will be, um, what's the word, uh, moving into only using natural, like farmer's market based foods in the future. Um, once the business gets bigger or that's the, 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 the dream. But, um, so Great Lakes is a company I like that sells gelatin online Absolutely, and it's a healthier source. They, they tell you about, you know, how the cows are raised and that sort of thing. Um, so it can come from animal bones and gelatin is in chicken. It's in anything, Absolutely. any kind of animal. I but. love the idea that, you know, especially here in the state of Mississippi, mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk now about, you know, farm to table right. movement, which is really exciting because that's basically what you're doing is mm-hmm. taking it back to mother earth yes. and producing yes. a product. And, and it's really yummy guys. I actually, so far I've only had one cookie. It was a chocolate chip cookie and I have this yummy raisin cookie in front of me and I can't wait to taste it. You know, that's <laughs> I'm excited about that. So if someone's listening and wants to kind of go this route of of maybe using some foods that might be a little bit healthier for them, um, I guess it's starting to be where these types of alternative uh, baking products or ingredients are available. But is it just Whole Foods and Rainbow Co-op now, or are they starting to show up in more traditional supermarkets as well? Yeah, well, really our products are 100% unique right now because um, like Whole Foods and Rainbow, they have things that are gluten-free that are made with rice flour and starch. But um, someone like me who can't have those products, we don't have any options for something made with nuts and honey. So, um, yeah, there's, there's basically no, no other option. Um, I'll tell you about another product we make, waffles. And they're like home-style waffles. They're great. Um, 
So I miss waffles. <laughs> and I, that was one of the things I wanted to learn how to make. And I just make those with cashews. And um, that's our top product right now. We have plenty of people who want the waffles. So so I'm assuming that the nut products is reduced to almost a powdery flour-like exactly. texture. and even then, finer. Even oh, fantastic. Finer. And so then I get to fold in all the other traditional uh, ingredients that I would use. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. Yes. Uh, what about uh, the the price of of, of the foods that of the ingredients is it, is is it more expensive having to use non traditional things? Right. So um, it can be something like this. It's just made with nuts. Nuts are um, more expensive. You know, um, about seven dollars a bag for like two or three cups. You know, in the baking aisle. Um, now I consider these food treats. Um, and I consider the expense worth it um, also, though, that I'm never putting in artificial food, never ingesting that, that I'm only having something that's nutrient-dense but tasty. Um, but like I said, if you only eat it as a treat, and the great thing about these foods is they're more filling. So I don't know if y'all have noticed yet after having a couple of cookies, but I, for me, that's, that's it. I only want like two. And um, anyway, it's not like something you can eat a whole bag of. You know, like it's, chips so <laughs> it's, it's got things in it that I don't know. Do you know my crew around here? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I got a sample of both the, the chocolate chip and the raisin cookie. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, what I liked is um, sometimes the the chewy cookies of the of the, the chips ahoys and those to me the, the texture is not very pleasing but these cookies are so soft that they really it's it's i don't say fun to bite into but it's not an unpleasant sensation and they're very tasty and like i say the softness to me is very appealing what i love about this idea kevin is that there are so many children now being born with food allergens opposed to just 10 or 15 years ago you know because our environment has changed so much so for that mom that's looking for something for her baby that's, you know, allergy safe, I think this would be a fantastic treat because, again, the flavors and textures are absolutely... I'm actually eating this raisin cookie right now. <laughs> but they are actually great flavors, and, and the te- like Kevin said, the texture is actually great. Okay, yes, ma'am. And see, that's, again, why we wanted to do this is, you know, it's great that I could... I've learned how to manage my health and make things like this at home, but there's so many people who don't know how, And, you know, I'm also interested in doing cooking classes. Um, I've done that in the past. I also used to be a health coach and did free health classes. But all of that's part of my passion. Like, I want to get this out and make it available for other people and teach other people how to do this. So uh, you mentioned the cookies and the waffles, and but how do you, when you're trying to come up with maybe new things to expand your, your product line, is it just you think about things that you might like to eat and then sort of figure out how to do it in without the, the glutens and the, and the exactly. flowers and things? Sometimes I'll um, look up something like a paleo recipe online. So I tell people if they want to um, make their diet a little healthier, when they're looking for a sweet, go on the Internet and type in paleo cake or paleo cookies. Or for me, I can't have all the paleo foods, so I can, I, I'm on the specific carbohydrate diet, and that's a diet for people with gut issues, digestive health issues. And um, it's worked really well for me, it turned my health around, but if you will look up the initials of that, SCD for specific carbohydrate diet, um, cake and cookies, you can find plenty of recipes, and then you can um, even modify those, like the paleo recipes. 
if I can't find one that someone else has tried to make that I can have, then I can manipulate a paleo recipe. Um, working with these ingredients for seven years, it's just I've been able to kind of perfect what uh, I know what I like now, how ingredients work. Well, that's a, that's the thing that I love about uh, encouraging people to go into the kitchen, you know, you to be able to take a recipe and to add your own magic and love to it based on what your family's needs are, whether it is, um, you know, being a traditional Southern cook or if you're like heaven and you like those fancy things <laughs> or, you know, or if you're really dealing with health issues, your food still can be really yummy because this mm-hmm. is really yummy. Right. And then you can take care of your family based on those specific needs. I, okay. I just love the idea that we live in Mississippi and then we have all of this great variety. I just think it's amazing. Yes. Also, you know, you mentioned how the the natural foods tend to be a bit more filling, but also I've heard that things like when when you eat a lot of foods with sugars and and, and those sorts of things that you know you get that mid morning crash or whatever. So I would imagine that not only tastes good and and filling, but they might make you feel better throughout the day. Right. You know, I think so. Um, I you know I also self educate myself and read a lot of alternative nutrition books, but um, I will say we all know that this has protein and fiber. That's all it is. It's, you know, a couple of handfuls of almonds and cashews in every cookie. And stuff like that is going to satiate you, you know, fill you up. Um, You're not going to be as hungry. And, um, yeah, you're going to get, your body is getting benefit from foods like this, you know, um, versus refined or artificial ingredients that are just calorie rich with no benefit. You know, Kevin, it's really funny because when you when you look at, you know, marketing and how the structure of sugar has, you know, invaded everything that we eat, right. especially over the last 30 years, it's really crazy. There are sugars in things that you wouldn't even think that sugar is supposed to be in. And so we, we are bombarded with a lot of a lot of that. So the fact that we are going back again to this farm to table, taking it back to Mother Earth, you know, when I was growing up. Uh, my grandparents had a farm, and so we ran around all day. Outside was a bunch of fresh berries that you got to pick mm-hmm. straight off the tree. Yeah. Uh, you know, or your grandmother was handing you a peanut butter sandwich out of the door, so you had that protein that you needed to keep the energy going, opposed to. And then mm-hmm. uh, sweets used to be a treat. A treat. Right. Yeah, you know, it was really a treat. It was not something that you did every day with every meal all right. day long. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're going to take agree. a quick break. Uh, we're talking with Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods. They specialize in naturally gluten, grain, and guilt-free products. When we return, we'll continue talking about some of the baked goods that Alyssa brought in with us. Stay tuned. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today on the program, our guest is Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods. She and her husband are doing some unique things with baked goods and sweets that are not only delicious, but they're good for you. If you want to join our conversation this morning, you can send an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. So, Alyssa, we've been talking a little bit about you. You brought us a lot of yummy stuff to uh, to uh, sample today. We've talked about the the chocolate chip cookies and the uh, the raisin cookies. And again, it's amazing to me 
how simple from on the I've got the package right here in front of me and on the chocolate chip cookies, almond butter, cashew butter, honey, chocolate chips, vanilla, eggs, salt, baking soda. So um, not no only Ruben good. <laughs> right. You know, and there are a lot of products that that play off that. But you're right. There are no, you know, ingredients that you don't know what they are, that you can't pronounce, you know, right. additives and that sort of thing. So just real simple ingredients. And it makes just a delicious cookie. Thank you. No, not just a cookie. We just had a peanut butter fudge mm-hmm. pie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That Java, one. wait a minute. Where are you going with the box? <laughs> just showing it to you. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> but that that was real. I mean, it's really, really creamy. Uh, and, you know, the fact that it's it's a cold, uh, a frozen pie, it's just to- totally delicious. And it's got the chocolate on there. So uh, when you mix, to me, when you mix peanut butter and chocolate together, you, you really can't go wrong. I'm so happy. Like a healthier <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, the recipes that you come up with. And it's just, you know, you think about something that might sound or you hear about a dessert or something and, and say, hey, maybe I can you know, translate that into a healthier version. Right. Um, so talk about some of the other uh, ingredients. Um, and again, as Deborah mentioned, with some of the nuts, I guess you, you grind them almost in, into a real fine powder. Right. Uh, is it just with a food processor? A food processor? How do you right. go about doing that? Well, um, now there you have all the nut flours on the market. You can buy those anywhere, Kroger, you know, a regular grocery store. Um, but we actually use nut butter. And the reason we use nut butter is because it's even finer. If you make something with almond flour, it's more of a cornmeal texture. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you make it with the butter, where the once you uh, keep grinding the flour, if you were doing this at home for yourself, it would grind down into what they call nut butter, like peanut butter. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what we do. Now, our coconut butter, we do grind shredded coconut into our own coconut butter and make that into bread. So... All right, what if someone said, oh, I don't like coconut? Now, yeah, then they're only, like, that's our only product that with the base is mainly coconut. But um, uh, the reason I said Just don't tell them until after well, they well, finish well, eating it. <laughs> because I think that's the thing is that right. when you when you do something like that and mix it in, I don't, it, it's, you maybe get a hint of the flavor, but it's not like picking up a, you know, a handful of coconut and eating it. And I think people mm-hmm. might be surprised how when you use these foods and mix them mm-hmm. together, they, they taste good and, the, you know, they might not realize right. that it's something they, they quote-unquote, don't like. You know, I find that people don't like the texture of coconut all that much, and that's the thing. And so with our bread, it's ground so fine that there's only, like, a hint of that texture left. Um, you might, you know, notice that, like, a few times, but it's it's mostly just, like, bread and flour um, as fine as we grind it. So is there anything that you've tried in the kitchen and you went, ugh, just didn't work out as well as I thought it would? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I started making food like this seven years ago. And at first, I had no idea what I was doing. And, you know, I started out with some really basic stuff I found on the Internet. And um, none, none of it was as satisfying as what I make today. So it's been perfected. But... You know, I I don't get discouraged by things that um, the experiments when things go bad, because I always the more you do this, the more you make a healthier recipe, the more you'll learn like what it was missing, what something was missing. You'd be like, oh, I know coconut oil would have softened this up or, you know, more flour would have dried this out some more, that sort of thing. 
I think that's um, that beautiful thing, Kevin. I think you would even say that with the food products that you are getting at home, the more you try it and get your hands on it, even though they've sent you this box of food, now you can take it and experiment it and add your own little flair to it. Right. And that's what I tell people all the time, not to be afraid to get in the kitchen and just try it. You're not going to always get it right every time, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like life. As you keep going, it just gets better and better and better. I believe that. Also, I would say, too, that, you know, folks who like to go in the kitchen, and I consider myself to be one, sometimes the whole idea of combining things and making foods out of them and that sort of thing is part of the joy of cooking and the fact that maybe some of them don't quite work out. Uh, Alyssa, as you said, you you taste it and think, ah, maybe next time I need to do such and such. And so it's a a process, but it's kind of fun along the way. And and then when you finally get the one, you think, aha, I finally got it. Do it again, Kevin. Say, aha. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I think... People are so intimidated by healthy recipes or using ingredients they've never worked with before. But once you, you know, start doing it and play around with it, don't put so much pressure on yourself for it to be perfect. And, and um, you know, I still eat anything, whether or not it's perfect when I'm making it, honestly. <laughs> I, um, but I, I really like the health aspect. But anyway, um, anyway, don't be intimidated and just have fun. I like the fact that you said that. I think what happens is is the fact that, that you're using the word health. A lot of times people think the food is going to taste like cardboard and that it's going to be, you know, bland and not exciting and full of flavors. But that's the farthest from the truth. You right. really do get to have a wonderful experience. The only thing you're doing is just simply rearranging the magic on your plate and eliminating some things that may be not so healthy for you. Right. But you still get to keep all of the wonderful flavors that we all love, especially as Southerners. Right. Southerners have the most unique palate of any other culture in the world because we're used to so many rich wonderful flavors Mm -hmm. and so when you use the word health immediately we go "Uh uh-uh right but that's not really the case you really can feed your family a beautiful way and keep your house healthy and still have all these amazing flavors and textures that we love I kind of want that to be my mission in life especially for Mississippi to explain that to people um to teach people these things and get people to try food like this because yeah they I find that people are, yeah, they're gonna. They think their food's gonna taste like cardboard, and they're eating all these low fat, low sugar. I don't know, um, artificially flavored and sweetened things to replace the fat and sugar, and those things don't taste good. You know, some of those frozen meals and fake things. But um, if you just use real basic ingredients that are still good for you, it can taste great. And anyway, yeah, it's almost it's depressing when I hear people say that. <laughs> Healthy food is un- is gross. You know, I'm not even going to try it. I think, so I think, you know, part of the marketing strategy is trying to, mm-hmm. you know, fix how that word fit into the complexity of how we think about food. Because somewhere we've just we've made it really kind of like almost a, a not to go word. You know, it's mm-hmm. like to stay away from that word. That's a bad word. But right. it really isn't. You know, we want our earth healthy. We want our children healthy. We want our bodies healthy, so why are you afraid to have your food healthy? Right. You know, and so it's it's keeping it in the, the mainframe that your whole life can be absolutely healthy. Right. Yeah. You know, the thing I think, too, is a lot of times when food companies want to cut back on fats or something like that, you know, and again, I, I, we don't want to pick on anybody, but a lot of those frozen foods that are, are lower in calories, they tend to be high in sodium or something like right. that. And so it's a balancing act. But again, with these just simple ingredients... Uh, it's 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 a healthy, a tasty alternative. Mm-hmm. I think anything you make at home too um, is definitely. 
I don't know better. <laughs> so you said uh, about seven years ago that you kind of started on this journey? Mm-hmm. Well, she's only 14, Kevin, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are, yeah. <laughs> so how did you go from, you know, I want to do this because I'd like to enjoy some of the foods <laughs> that other people get to enjoy to, hey, we've kind of got this thing going. Now I'd like to share it with other people and start a business. Right. Um, I, I, that was just the next step for me. Like I, I've ever since this diet kind of changed my life that I'm on, because honestly, I was a really sick child and, um, I, I almost passed away, honestly, in 2010. And um, it wasn't until I changed my diet and became really strict and got serious. And um, I don't know, it changed my life. That That's when my health made a turn for the better. I completely transformed and got healthy. I'm one of those walking, you know, stories, testimonials, because, you know, you hear about people who change their health with diet, but you don't necessarily meet those people. But I'm, you know... Um, one of those that can tell you face to face that this may, you know, the the diet, going on a healthy diet, finding what works for your body might actually save your life. Um, so I just, it's been my mission since I figured that out to try to help other people with the same sort of condition like digestive issues, um, at least try this and then give get them the food. So they tell me if the excuse is I don't have time or I can't make it myself or it's intimidating, and then they don't even know what it tastes like yet. It's like, well, at least like I've got to give this to them so they can know that they won't be missing out and they can have the best of both worlds, health and a treat. Don't you just love it when people say, oh, I don't like that. And then you say, well, have you ever tried it? And they go, no. And I go, oh, okay. Yeah. So how do you know you don't like it yeah. if you've never tried it before? Yeah, that's um, frustrating for me, <laughs> especially if I can tell someone, okay, I can take the same cookies. And I can take person A and person B if they have the same opinion and be don't tell person A it's healthy. And they eat it and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I go to B, if I tell you or that same person and tell them that it's healthy beforehand, they won't even try it. So uh, <laughs> we mentioned that your husband can't join us, that he's at his job. But uh, what is his role? Does he help you in the kitchen? Is he uh, the business type or, or how does mm-hmm. how does the partnership work? Sometimes he helps in the kitchen, but mainly he's behind the scenes he, because he's in restaurant management. He has a lot of experience with, you know, figuring out, I don't know, the, the business side of things that I'm not very familiar with. <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly the, the chef, the nutritionist, and the or not nutritionist, but, you know, just um, uh, I have a passion for nutrition. And anyway, so my passion is cooking. I think that's a, a really great combination, you know, in any uh, business relationship, Kevin, you know, whether you're married or not, to have one person who's truly a genius at being the creative side mm-hmm. and then the other person to be the business partner because I think it, it creates this uh, synergy, you know, this perfect balance to create really smart business. If you right. got two really, you know, smart business people and nobody's creative, you, you end up with not something that's marketable. Right. And then if you got two personalities that's really flowery, you're never going to get the business done. No. So I think that's yeah. a fantastic combination. It really, um, yeah, I don't know what I'd do without him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say about Kevin. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, and, I'm, and I and I give him a hard time all the time. Yeah. But I live for Mondays just to see him. Mm-hmm. And and usually he's the first person, you know, to taste the food. And I know when I've done really good because he 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 bows his head a little bit. He'll take a bite, and then it's kind of like the Grinch that stole Christmas. You'll see his face kind of light up, and he bounces his head like, "Yes, that's good." So I live for that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and this was good stuff. Like I say, the the. 
the the Thank texture you. of the cookies was really good, and and the the pie was just I mean that peanut butter is just so creamy and it, it goes so well with with the chocolate. So you really uh, hit some home runs. And you know the other thing I see we've got on our script here a list of some of your customer favorites, and you know we're talking about things. And Deborah mentioned Southern cuisine. I see barbecue sauce and fried chicken batter on here. <laughs> So you don't have to yeah. give up all your favorites. You can eat foods that you like. It's just you found a healthier way. You've got to manipulate it, you know, and with a healthier ingredient, but find what you like. And there's so many. The Internet really, um, I know some people will criticize you for using the Internet for your health, but is full of healthier alternatives for recipes. And because uh, now there there is a movement to be healthier. And it's been going on for the past 10 years. So recipes have just gotten better and better. But, um, yeah, so right now we just do baked goods and sweets. But, you know, we want to turn this commercial one day. Right now we're a cottage foods industry. We work out of our home. Um, but, you know, we can have a whole food line because, yeah, I make barbecue sauce. I make condiments. Um, I make, like I said, I've used garbanzo bean flour as a, a fried chicken batter. And um, I've actually given the ch- fried chicken to my family, and they loved it. And normally <laughs> – and they love the, the these baked goods, but normally they they don't want to even try anything that you say is healthy, like the you know usual population. But it's yeah, I'm telling you, it, there's a lot of information online. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't really give too much stock to people who frown at you using the internet. The world is full of mm-hmm. information, and I think it's just savvy to be smart. And yes. you know, and so of course we still use our you know encyclopedias and go to the yes. library. But you know, the information is there. Everybody's taking advantage of it. And the fact that you're using it for something smart, I think, is really wonderful, opposed to trying to see what the drama of the day is. So, right, right. Thumbs up to you, girl. <laughs> you know, something you said earlier, I think, is, is an interesting point in that you said, and this is true, that a lot of people uh, either are afraid of or they don't have the time to or they don't want to go into that. But w- when they try your products and they see how tasty it is, it, it might inspire them to do a little bit more research and find out about uh, these alternate ingredients and and give them the impetus, I guess, to go out and, and try to eat a little bit healthier. Right. Um, that's. I hope so. I hope this inspires people. Like I said, if I can get food like this out into the public, um, hopefully more people will realize that they can they can be healthier. And, and Kevin, you know, to add to that, you know, you're talking about uh, keeping it simple. There's not like it's 15 ingredients in here. It's mm-hmm. just only a handful of ingredients right. to create a really yummy bite. So. Yes. Um, earlier in the show, you mentioned specific carbohydrate diet. If you could uh, tell us again what that is and a little bit more about that. So um, back when I was ill, going back to the Internet, um, I medicines weren't working for me personally. They do work great for some people. Um, but anyway, they weren't for me, and um, I'd reached a very low point. And I got on the Internet, and one of the first things that popped up for digestive issues was a specific carbohydrate diet. And I was like, I've got nothing to lose. Might as well try it. <laughs> you know, my doctor didn't tell me he knew about it. I don't even know if I told him that I was going on it, but I told him later that I was on it. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, I – where was that? Oh, the specific carbohydrate diet. <laughs> so uh, I lose my train of thought. Um, there's a million ways, uh, whatever, uh, shortcuts or – whatever paths that I can take when I talk. But uh, so specific carbohydrate diet, uh, it's no grains, no starch, no sucrose, um, no lactose. I can have um, the, the reason for that is when you're sick, like I was with digestive issues and your gut isn't working, 
Um, the theory was that you don't have digestive enzymes to break down complex carbohydrates. So you take them out and you even, these foods that I make are advanced um, foods for that diet because they do want you to take out nuts for a while too. Because um, anyway, just your digestive tract needs very um, simple healing at first. Um, Basically for me, that was soft, well-cooked pureed vegetables and like chicken and I ate that for a few days, and then I slowly added in more fruits and vegetables that were well-cooked. And then I um, learned how to make these nut-based foods instead of using grains. Um, but there's a lot of reviews online. The, there's a book called Breaking the Vicious Cycle by Elaine Gottschall, and that tells you all about it. It's short. It's easy to read. Um, it's already got recipes in it. They're the older ones. Um, great resource, and I really encourage people with digestive issues to check that out. We've got to take one final break this hour. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends on Deep South Dining. When we come back from the break, we'll finish up our conversation with Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods. Stay tuned. We'll have more Deep South Dining after the break. It's right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today on the show, we're visiting with Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods. She and her husband are doing some really unique things with baked goods that we can attest to are very delicious, but they're also good for you. If you'd like to join the conversation with a comment today, you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. So, Alyssa, right now, I guess, is it, a, is it an Internet thing? Are you uh, selling your products uh, online? Um, we sell, um, basically out of our home, but what we'll do is people have our email and our, sometimes our text, our phone number, and we just meet them on Lakeland, um, somewhere like that here in Flo, or I'm at live in Flowood. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where we meet and we just do a pickup delivery. Sometimes we actually deliver to homes, um, for like a $2 delivery fee. Um, sometimes we go to the farmer's market in Jackson, the high street market on Saturday mornings. And, um, yeah, there's, there's about three different ways. <laughs> so can you tell us, um, what's next for you guys in Bryant Foods? Um, we're, um, on a mission to create more products and go commercial in the future. Um, so yeah, if we can't find this food and um, no one else is making it, we're going to make sure it gets out there. So have you thought about introducing any of these products to the school systems? Um, you know, yes. And, like, I used to be a health coach. And so my passion, again, is doing health fairs and teaching and cooking classes. Um, my schedule is really full with school. I'm actually um, in school at UMC for physical therapy. Yay! And um, like I'm a health nut all around. But uh, I, I want more time to do that. But if, I, if even if it's after I graduate or when I can fit things in, I want to speak and talk to students and that sort of thing and just teach adults in the community, too, about this. 
Uh, so you mentioned cottage food operation a couple times. Mm-hmm. Tell us exactly what that is. So uh, it's just it's a Mississippi food law legislation that allows people to cook out of their home. You just uh, I'm not sure if you register, but we have a few safety guidelines we have to follow. And our packaging has to have all the information that it does on it, the ingredients and um, the location and, and that sort of thing. Um, you can only really do baked foods at first. And there's a few other things, but it's stuff that they don't consider to be um, unsafe done at home. So. But really, it sounds, and as, as you say, mm-hmm. you kind of want to expand this out. This sounded like a right. good way uh, to kind of get started, get a feel for the business and how it works and, and to kind of really grow into a larger operation. Right. I've known several people that have done that, and um, they inspire me. Um, so that that's the plan. you got to start somewhere, right? So <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> It sounds like uh, the kitchen must be pretty busy between, you know, cooking food for you and your husband and then and, and then all the orders you get. So uh, probably yes. spend a lot of time in there, huh? Yes. But, you know, cooking to me is also like my art because mm-hmm. um, that's my hobby. And I, I do think baking is an art. And um, that's where I get to use my hands and um, play some music and do some stress relief, too, and, and just cook for people. It's amazing to me. It's um, almost kind of a spiritual thing sometimes yes. being in the kitchen. It's, it's that mm-hmm. artsy place where your mind can be free and you can be stress-free and creative, right. again, like an artist. Mm-hmm. And so when you're finished, to be able to plate it in the presentation, to see Kevin, you know, when he's gotten his food in, and then you see the final mm-hmm. presentation, it's just mm-hmm. really amazing. It's a freedom in the kitchen that I think sometimes... Yes. This generation has not been gifted because right. we've been given the drive-through. Right. Yeah. And I think people, like I said, um, often don't think they have time, or maybe they don't because our lives are so fast-paced and busy these days. It's hard to prioritize that. Um, but um, I don't know. I've, I've definitely made it a priority and um, in art, and so I hope others can experience that, can find that. Yeah, I think as Deborah mentioned earlier, that uh, when you prepare food and, and someone eats it, or in my case, you know, I do a lot of the the Home Chef and the Blue Apron and that kind of thing, okay. and even just posting the the picture of the finished thing on Instagram, when people say, "Wow, that looks really good," it's, it it really does give you you know a sense of accomplishment and everything. So, in addition to providing good food and and a way of expressing yourself, you get some some good positive results when people say, "Wow, that's really nice looking," or when they taste it and they they do the yummy noises and that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly, that's my favorite part. And um, yeah. between the facial expressions and the oohs and eyes, you know, I, I think that's how we get paid as food artists, right? Yes, <laughs> it is. I mean, that's. I love it when I share something new with someone and they like it. I mean, you know, so. And in your case, I think maybe even more so because, again, you're introducing them to a type of food that will improve their health. Right. Um, that That's my hope, you know. And um, it may be, you know, like the diet that I'm on doesn't work perfectly for everyone. But um, it is my hope that people can replace the artificial foods with something like this that's healthier and not ever have to resort to artificial junk food. So how can people get in touch with you that want to try some of these yummy treats? So um, our email is contact at bryantfoods.com. We have a Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, we're Bryant Foods LLC. And on Instagram, we're just at Bryant Foods. Um, We post pictures of all of our food. People sometimes order in the messages. And that's how we meet people sometimes. So, yeah. And I think the other thing that's interesting, too, you, you say that, that, you know, it's become a way of life for you and it really has changed your the, the way you eat and your health and that sort of thing. But I would imagine even if you can convince somebody to say, hey, replace the 
the Oreos with our our cookies. Right. It's a small step, and and every every little bit helps when we're trying to get healthy when we start eating better. Yes, and um, yeah, it's my hope that this can be that treat and that you know. Yeah, cheat day. I don't know if y'all heard of cheat day. People <laughs> can be a little bit different because um, I just, um, yeah, I think junk food so stressful for our bodies. And well, some so. people cheat days every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think along too. One of the, the philosophies that I, I truly believe in, along with what you eat, is how you love and how you live. You know, right? And so you can again, whatever food choices that you're choosing. You have to balance it out because we are a whole human being. We're not just a food human being. Right. You have a mind. You have a body. You have a heart. And so you have to live a complete life because right. even with all of these healthy choices, if your mind and body is still stressed, if you're not loving people the way you should, if you're not you know, giving back the way you should, mm-hmm. then it still doesn't really mean as much to you and, and, the, and the people around you as if you, you know, just because you're eating healthier. Mm-hmm. You got to live healthier too. Right. Yeah. And like having to prioritize, you know, cooking and, and being healthier, I think it slows you down. And I think sometimes our fast paced lifestyles are a source of stress. Just running around all the time, trying to get from point A to point B and being on time. And so, um, if you put in your schedule, like I'm cooking for a couple hours or I'm working out for a couple hours and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's all. I just got a new book idea, Kevin. What's up? Instead of who moved my cheese, who put the cheese in my way? Okay. The new healthier version. I'm serious. You know, you think about it. It's, it's stepping yeah. stepping into the way of something really wonderful and new that's that's good for your whole life. Kevin's like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would eat the cheese. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I eat cheese. It's okay. Certain what about uh, feedback from, from the customers? What are folks saying about your stuff? Um, so, yeah, we've had great feedback. We have repeat customers. Um, our most popular products are waffles. Um, they're like homestyle waffles made with cashews. Um, cookies are definitely next popular. And then um, that's all we've been doing for a while. We just in the last couple of weeks rolled out marshmallows and peanut butter fudge pie. Um, I actually used to cook that, though, for people, too, as like a personal chef kind of thing, peanut butter fudge pie. So we've always had great feedback for that. Um, yeah, I mean, the response is great. At the farmer's market, we sell out of cookies, and we're really excited about that. And I imagine, too, maybe uh, suggestions, say, hey, I would like to see if you could make sus and such, that kind of thing, from your customers, ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, we get suggestions and ideas, and um, we're definitely open to doing that. The coconut bread that we just rolled out was because people are asking for, like, a more savory just sandwich bread. Java says he wants Rice Krispie treats with marshmallows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I um, – I've tried to make Rice Krispie treats. I haven't figured that one out yet. But if I ever do, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) So um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, You mentioned the best way to get in touch. I I think you said email, but I'm not sure you gave us your email. So if you could, how would someone get in touch? So, yeah, contact at bryantfoods.com. And um, bryantfoods.com has has a contact page. and then the Facebook, Bryant Foods LLC, and the Instagram, Bryant Foods. All right. 
Um, that's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. The show is produced by Java Chapman. So for Deborah Hunter and our guest Alyssa Bryant from Bryant Foods, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey is up next. It's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.